Welcome back to the Suraj Podcast. In the last episode, we heard of the conflict with Kerar in Rohila. He couldn't stand Guru Hargobind's plan there to build a fort. And the last chapter ended with Kerar approaching Guru Hargobind. So now chapter 28 begins describing how this idiot, thick for brains, great enemy, Kerar, was coming towards Guru Hargobind. He was filled with such fire of anger, like a firefly is filled with fire, boiling up. I mean, like the sun. He was just in such arrogance. And he came and he sat close to the Guru without even bowing down. He spoke as if an equal. But he was an idiot. And he said, Hey brother, son of Arjun, why are you creating such a ruckus here? Does somebody own this land or not? If somebody knows, maybe why don't you ask them? Did you ask anybody for this land? How much did you pay for it? Did you even pay for it? Guru Hargobin then just laughed and said, I've only created a ruckus over the head of the enemies. Listen, the divine Kartapuruk is the master of all land. Who else has any claim connection to the land in this manner? So just go ask the divine. For me, I've thought this is a great place to create a city. I stay immersed in the contemplation of the divine's lotus-like feet. For the sake of all, that contemplation is the value that I have bought this land with. I've not asked anybody else. I've understood, recognized the divine as the great king of kings only. Gerard heard this and spoke out in such an immature manner. He said, You have this faith that you are a true devotee, Bhagat, but you have a sword and a bow and other weapons strapped to you, and you wake up every morning to go kill animals? Thousands of troops came, and in nine hours you ground them down into dust? Without any compassion, you destroyed that army. And this is how you claim to be a devotee in the world? You clearly do not know who Shah Jahan the Emperor is, who has encircled Amritsar. You slowly and quietly sneaked out of Amritsar that night and came here. And now you're making a mess here as well. So Kerar said this and then, just as he was about to leave for home, he spoke out so immaturely. He said, oh wow, this is the great guru of the Hindus who dedicated his time to evil and vile actions. He desires to kill beings day and night. For the sake of warfare, he's started this ruckus. You don't have anything here to give or take. You don't have any beef conflict related to your father or grandfather. You came here so randomly and set up camp here, setting up this court session in Devon, now trying to make a fort surrounding us on all sides. If you know what's best for you, then you'll leave tomorrow morning, early, even before the sun rises, so nobody even knows that you are here. You won't be able to stay here long. We'll bring all your construction here to the ground. All these buildings you're constructing. So he said all this nonsense, such vile words to start a conflict with Guru Hargobin before then going home. Such harsh, inappropriate words. But the treasure trove of forgiveness Guru Hargobin enshrined forgiveness within their mind. Bidichand, though, on the other hand, he was pissed. And he said, Guru Hargobin, this is a great enemy of the Guru. We should kill him. He has no respect for the master. He said such harsh words. And just took off. And Guru Hargobind heard this and just laughed and said, We need a sacrifice to inaugurate the city. He'll provide that, like the demon Mekhasod is sacrificed by the goddess. The foundation will be laid when we kill him. When that happens, then understand all the auspicious signs for the laying of a new city to have come about. Bidichan replied back saying, Guru Hargobind, please give us permission. Go, we'll go right now and grab him from his house. We'll bring him to you. We'll kill him off like we did Chandu. We'll hit him down with our shoes until he dies. 
the slanderer of the Guru will get the fruit that he deserves. Guru Hargobind replied back saying, In the world, these slanderers are the Guru, the ones in the past and in the future. Do not say anything to them. They themselves will receive the fruit of their actions. In this world, their roots will be uprooted, and after dying, they will be sent into hell to suffer greatly. There won't be any help for them at that point. They'll experience great pain crying out over and over again. This is the status that Gerard will obtain. In the same manner, he'll experience what Jandu did. Don't worry. He won't be saved. I can see him dying soon today or tomorrow. His time is coming. So the master of the world, Guru Hargobind, said this and then stayed quiet. The fort constructed around Rohila was nearly finished. All the men came there helping and the six were instructing, standing at the side. People heard that the work was needed in that area and they came running to help. Bidichan led the efforts, directing them where to work and what tasks to do. And that day alone, much of the fort was constructed. From sunrise to sunset, the work was going on consistently, non-stop. At night, everybody slept, then woke up in the early morning. They would start off again, working like they did. And Guru Hargobind came himself to inspecting his construction. Guru Hargobind commanded from his exalted mouth, You guys have built it up so quickly. It's like it was already built here before. Give the workers double the amount for their work. So all the workers took double the amount of payment for their work and great love. They were so happy. Guru Hargobind at that point held a divan session. Near the Guru were all the warriors sitting at the ready. It was about 9-ish in the morning when Gerard came to the divan, the court session. He saw the fort was basically made, which made him just crazy angry. He was so angry to the full in his heart. He was suffering from being jealous of the Guru. The Guru's grand glory was like a candle. And Gerardo was like a moth, attracted to the flame, but would just be destroyed by it. He was so arrogant because of the power of Shah Jahan, thinking that he would call Shah Jahan. He didn't recognize that his death was now closely approaching. So he came to see Guru Hargobin. He had his loose turban fog on. He had his stick in his hand. Just such an idiot, a liar, an honorless person desiring to get close to the Guru. He was thinking that Today was the day he was going to scare the Guru greatly, which would have the Guru leaving. And if not, he would call the army of the Emperor over, thinking that he would show the Guru the fruit of stealing land from someone. The Guru would either be caught or killed and placed in front of the Emperor, who would be so angry at him. That's what he was thinking when he came close to Guru Hargobind, where he was gloriously seated. The idiot spoke out again without him saluting the Guru, like his intellect was just drenched in anger and arrogance. He said, You're still not stopped from creating conflict. You don't understand what's best for you, eh? Do you only want what's worse for you? You're so excited to grab a tiger and a snake, eh? Why do you want to die? If I'm alive, how will you remain here? Do you even know Shah Jahan? He'll throw you in jail or kill you off. Guru Hargobind heard this and said, You idiot! Why do you want to die? Where does Shah Jahan live? You'll die well before they arrive here, you fool. If you want to save yourself, then take yourself far away from my eyesight. Don't come back here again. You'll just end up dying with the hope of the Emperor saving you. I'm not afraid of them. We'll kill off all of them as well, the Turks. So Gerard heard this and in great anger he spoke out, You still don't understand Shah Jahan. You who ran away in the middle of the night, who had all the wedding supplies stolen. How do you 
very quietly and sneakily remain alive, leaving in the middle of the night, leaving your house in Amritsar. You had countless Sikhs there killed in battle. And even today you do not understand, just roaming around, creating conflict, disturbance, havoc. Now the emperor will not let you go. I will straight have you sent there. Guru Hargobin heard this again and tried to explain to him. Listen, I understand what you're saying well, but my conflict, my fight is with Shah Jahan. I understand who he is and all that. You idiot, what's it to you? What are you thinking? Until now, I've been very forgiving to you. Otherwise, you would have been dead in the earth, you despicable person. Shut your mouth. Don't speak so harshly. Otherwise, your mouth is going to get trashed. No one is going to help you. You'd get killed so fast right here. If there is a big battle after, who cares? You'll be dead at that point. There are so many who have come and gone in this world. How can we count them all? You, though, you'll remain here in the dirt forever. You'll be the master of this land. I'll only come here to visit from time to time. If you care for your life, then leave. Go sit in your house peacefully. Only then will, will we forgive you. Look, it's like sandalwood, which is cooling. But if somebody keeps rubbing sandalwood greatly, even that which is cooling will spark up in fire. You don't mess with a scary tiger, which kills great elephants. And you, you are just like a deer. An entire herd of deer would run away when hearing the roar of a tiger. Why do you want to fall into a trap, a ditch, where there will be nobody to save you? This land will remain like this, but nobody will find you amongst it. Hey idiot, listen. That person who you have faith in, their strength, Shah Jahan, they are very, very far away from you here. And even if they do come to save you, we'll kill them off as well. You devious man, how have you forgot to talk properly? Go home and take your life with you while you can. So this is how Guru Hargobind tried to explain to him, adorning great forgiveness, so he wasn't killed off. But even then, this idiot's life was coming to an end soon. He couldn't understand and would forget what Guru Hargobind was trying to explain to him. And that's how chapter 28 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear how Kedr just isn't backing down and we're going to hear about his fate. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Guru <laughs> Arjun